For those of you who don't know me, I'm Erin Mayalki, and I'm the REACH director here. And for those of you watching online, um, you were seeing the calm version of me. I was spazzing out a few minutes ago because I'm so excited to get to talk to you tonight because we're continuing our spiritual discipline series. And tonight, I get to talk to you about worship. Before I joined the staff here, I was a member of the worship team. Still am, actually. And I just, I love worship. I get really excited about worship. And the thing is, when I first started, I was really worried because I hadn't sung in front of anyone since high school, and I was just worried, what if I wasn't any good? Because we have a pretty great worship team. I mean, we don't have just a few talented people. We have a lot of talented people. And I didn't want to bring that down. And you know, some of you out there, you might struggle with the same thing. Even though you're not up here in the lights, you might be feeling a little self-conscious where you're sitting, you know, worried about what you look like. And, you know, is anyone going to think you look weird if you throw your hands up or if you don't sound quite on pitch? You know, you might be worried about how that sounds, but, but don't. Because the thing is, if you are singing just from your heart, it doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter what you look like. That is just so pleasing to God. And to those of us around you, it sounds awesome to us too, because we hear how heartfelt it is. And just the spirit within you, just worshiping God so freely, stirs the spirits within us. And because I'm going to be talking about worship tonight, I think we should just get it out of the way and just give the definition of what worship is. According to the Oxford Dictionary, as a noun, it is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. And as a verb, it is to show reverence and adoration for a deity, honor with religious rites. So that's pretty much like the technical thing of what worship is. But here's what worship is not. Worship is not about us. I mean, we can certainly praise God for things that he's done for us, but worship is about who he is. And it's all about him and his majesty and his goodness and his glory and his justice and his righteousness. Worship isn't based on our circumstances. It's based on God's character, which means even if life is awful right now, God is still good. In Isaiah chapter 4, verse 28, it gives us just a glimpse of his character. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary, and no one can measure the depths of his understanding. In Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19 tells us, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? In John, chapter 4, verse 24 reads, For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. We can't worship God truly without knowing who he is. And quite simply, the easiest way to say it is he's the creator of all of this, of all of us. 
And you know, we're still learning so much about just the science of everything. And no matter how much we learn, we are never going to be able to fully understand or even grasp who God is and what he has done. And like I said, God is good. Time and time again, we prove how unfaithful we are. We just do it all the time. But God is good all the time. When God says he's going to do something, he does it. When he makes a promise, he fulfills that promise. And we can trust in that. We can rest in that. And this is just one of the many reasons why we worship him. But I just want to take a moment now before things move along to just, to just go to our God in prayer. Father God, I lift this time up to you, Father. I pray that each person in this room and each person watching online, Lord, that they would just come to know who you are. If they already know you, Lord, I just pray that, that they would know you even deeper and even more and love you even more. And those who don't know you yet, Lord, I just pray that their eyes would be open to who you are and your purpose for them, Lord. And I just pray that each of us could walk away with such a deeper understanding of what it means to truly worship you, God. And I just love you and I praise you and I thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing and all that you will do, but most of all, Lord, just because who you are. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I could fill hours talking about God's character and just proving to you why he is worthy of our praise. But there is just a simple and profound reason for why we do it. And why we do it is actually our take-home point tonight. And for those of you who might be new, the take-home point is just kind of the one thing that I really want you to remember from everything I say tonight. And our take-home point is this. We were made to worship. It's as simple as that. We were made to worship. We were made by him, for him. And he does not exist to serve us. We exist to glorify God. And when we can recognize this truth in our lives, everything changes. How we look at God, how we look at ourselves, how we look at each other, it all changes. Because we live in a world that's pretty self-focused. All the podcasts, all the books, everything is about the self. Self-esteem, self-empowerment, self-improvement, self-control, and all the self things. Everything comes back to us, what we think, what we feel, what we want. And we've even done that with our worship. I mean, if you listen to some of the songs on K-Love, and if you don't know what K-Love is, it's a radio station that plays Christian music. If you listen to some of the songs that play right now, if you didn't know that it was a Christian song, you would just think it was another, like a top 40 song playing on the radio. Because if you really listen to some of the lyrics, you hear more I, me, mine, than you do Jesus, Lord, Savior, God, or any other words just glorifying him and, and praising him for who he is. And a lot of songs qualify for what Pastor Chris calls making love to Jesus songs. Now imagine, if you will, the angels in heaven, okay, 
who are singing God's praises all the time. Now imagine if they were singing, you gave me my wings, I'm gonna fly, I'm gonna sing and prophesy. I'm sorry, that's so bad. <laughs> I almost didn't wanna do that. <laughs> but you get the point. But no, that's, that's not what they're singing. They're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. That's what they're singing. I mean, please don't misunderstand. We are supposed to praise God. We're supposed to thank him for all that he's done, and God calls us to give him praise and thanksgiving. In fact, Pastor Alex, in his message a few weeks ago on prayer, said this, praising God puts our lives into the right perspective and reminds us of who God is. But God also calls us to worship him. And we have to make sure that we do both things because God is worthy of our praise and our worship. And scripture has already laid out what real and true worship is. And it's to worship God in spirit and in truth. To worship in spirit means it comes from our heart, motivated by our love for God, our gratitude for what he has done, and just most importantly for who he is. That just our spirit within us just cries out his praises. And it just, the Holy Spirit allows us to just see the wonderment of God. And to worship in truth means that we come to have a knowledge, a deeper knowledge of who God is. And this knowledge can be found in the Bible. Scripture tells us all about him. And it will create a desire in us to just worship him with all that we have. But we need to worship in spirit and truth because otherwise it's worthless. If we're just worshiping in spirit, we could have this magical, mystical, emotional experience, but the words that we're singing could actually insult or demean God. If what we're singing is not biblical, then really it's, it's not about God, it's not. But if we worship in truth only, then we're paying lip service to God but our hearts are far away from him. So when it comes to worship, worshiping in spirit and truth, it's a package deal. We have to do both of them. And when we think of worship, for the most part, we automatically think about worshiping in song. I mean, that's what I just spent the last several minutes talking about was song. But that's not the only way that God calls us to worship. We are to worship him with our lives. And Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So how do we become living sacrifices? What does that even look like? You've probably heard us mention many times our four T's, our time, 
our talent, our treasure, and our touch. These are gifts that have been given to us by God. And when God gives us gifts, we should really give them back to him because everything we have, everything belongs to God. And when we can take these gifts that he's given us and point them back at him and just lead other people to Jesus, this is pleasing to him. This is worshiping our God. But it looks radically different from what culture tells us because we usually use our four T's to get ahead in life, to get kudos, the approval of others, to accumulate things. I mean, we're using our gifts to get gifts. And that was me. That's how I lived for a long time. Quite a bit of time ago, I had dabbled a little bit in television and theater, and I had some really awesome opportunities. And then as time went on, the opportunities went away, and I spent the years raising my sons. But there was a period where I was a little bitter towards God, and I just remember saying to him, like, why did you make me like this? Why did you give me these talents and these abilities if I'm never even going to get to use them? Like, what was the point? Because it almost felt like a tease, you know, because I had these things that I wanted to do, and, and there was nowhere for me to do them. And I was, I was bitter. And it makes me ashamed to say it now, but, I mean, that's how I felt. And so time went on. I grew up a little bit, I matured, I grew in my relationship with him. And then the day came where I was able to say to him, you know, God, if I never get to do any of this again, I'm okay with it. And I really was. If I never got to do any of it again, I was okay with that. But then I said to him, but if I ever do get to do it again, I wanna do it for you. And so fast forward a few years, and here I am talking to all of you. I had wanted to get into broadcasting when I was younger. I just, I really wanted to be a source of reliability and truth for people. And then there was one day I was sitting in my office here at New Life, and I was looking at the cameras, I was looking at the editing equipment, and it hit me that God's plan for my life was for me to share the news and to share the truth with people. But it was the good news and it was his truth that I was supposed to share. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. When I wanted to do it, God knew I wasn't ready because he knew that I would take those gifts he had given me and I was going to use them for myself. But when I gave that over to him, when I just was ready to live my life as a living sacrifice for him, it's changed everything. Everything. And now every part of my life is used for him. All that I am, all that I have, I want to give it back to God. And I try to live my life. And I say try because I don't want you to think that I am this little perfect saint that I have it all figured out because I do not. I mess up a lot. Just ask my husband. But I'm trying. And that's the thing. When we love God... He gives us grace upon grace upon grace because like a parent, he knows we're going to screw up, you know? I mean, parents, think about it. Your kids are always messing up and you keep loving on them and you keep giving them opportunities and that's what God does for us. And the thing is, each of you here and online, God has given each of you unique gifts and abilities and he's given them to you because he wants you to use them for him, for his glory. 
Think, of, think about the four T's. Look at your four T's. Let's just start with our time. We can invest our time in relationships, getting closer to people, whether it's family, friends, coworkers. And as we nurture and build these relationships with them, we can lead them towards Jesus. Our talents, those can be used for service. We have lots of opportunities here at New Life, but there's also things at work, school, and our communities. Our treasure, you know, we talked about Mission Multiply earlier, and there's also compassion close to home. And so when we give our treasure to people, we're letting them be the hands and feet of Jesus where we can't be. And our touch, well, that could be just as simple as giving a hug to someone just who desperately needs it. And when we can just give up our lives freely and just keep pouring ourselves out into others, this is when we really live, truly live, and live the lives that we were made for. This is when we live lives of worship, and it prepares us for an eternity with God because we were made to worship. And if I haven't sold you on that, the Bible says it plenty of times. But I have just a few I want to share with you. The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will, they existed and were created. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. When we desire to grow closer to our creator, when we desire to know who he is, we'll find ourselves living out these spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about, not out of a sense of obligation or legalism, but just simply out of a desire to live in love and relationship with the one who created us. Pastor Alex shared a quote from the Southeast Asia Prayer Center that I want to share that said, all success in the spiritual realm flows from an atmosphere of praise and worship. If each one of us here today would live lives filled with praise and worship, we would not only see our own lives change, but we would see the world around us change. And so from a practical standpoint, I mean, what, what does that look like, to live a life filled with praise and worship? What it looks like is to live with an attitude of gratitude. See God's hand in everything. Just from a beautiful morning sky to, you know, spring is coming as you see everything coming back to life, or if you have kids or grandkids, see them for the miracle that they are. You know, and I, I would say for the warm weather we've been having, but it's cold again today, so, you know, when we see it get warm again, just we appreciate that. And, and you see where I'm going with this. No matter how bad things are, there is always, always something to be thankful for. And I know that some of you here and online are going through some really awful stuff. 
like awful stuff. And I don't mean to take away from that. But if we really think about it, there's always something we can find to be thankful for. The best thing I ever heard said was, what if you woke up this morning and had only the things you had thanked God for yesterday? Hmm. It's a sobering thought if you really, really think about it because it makes you realize how much we take for granted. And when we can just constantly be aware of God's goodness and his kindness and thank him for all that he's done, it's impossible not to worship him. When we can view life through this lens of gratitude and not with an attitude, that's when life can be pretty great, even when it's not so good. And that leads us to our take-home point today. Or not our take-home point, our today's next step, all these tea things. <laughs> today's next step is I will live with an attitude of gratitude that leads me to worship God, not just with my song, but with my life. And this great, not perfect, not easy, but great life can only be obtained when we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And here at New Life, we say it's simple, but not easy. And it's simple as ABC. A, we admit that we're sinners. All, all, all have fallen short of the glory of God. And Jesus came here because of that. He came here to be our Savior. So just admit that you need him. And B, believe. Believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And C, confess. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and commit to following him in the power of the Holy Spirit because it is when you confess with your heart that you're justified and when you confess with your mouth that you are saved. I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation right now. And you can either pray it along with me or you can say it in your own words. Dear God, I admit that I am a sinner, that I haven't been who you've made me to be, and that there are things in me, God, that I need you to save me from. I need you to forgive me from, Lord. And I believe, I believe that Jesus is your son. And I believe that he stepped down from his throne up in heaven and came down on this earth and died on the cross and rose on the third day. And I confess, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I will commit to following him every day through everything with the power of the Holy Spirit. And God, I will just try. I will try to be the person that you've called me to be. And I just thank you for choosing me. And I just want to be the person that you've made me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.